Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. Turn to Genesis. So you can start finding it if you want to. I'll turn there and not have it up on the screen. Genesis chapter number twenty-two uh, and verse one, and we'll go a, a little bit um, in that direction. Um, we have to recognize that our children are, are a precious gift from the Lord. How many know that our, our children are a precious gift from the Lord? And they belong ultimately, ultimately to Him first. He always belongs, always belongs to the Lord, and that's what's important. They actually don't even belong to you. They belong to Him. <clears throat> when we release ownership to our children to Him, we understand God is responsible for the way that they are and God is responsible for the way in which they're going to be. And he releases that responsibility over to us as parents. And he just, he just, he, he realized that God has left it up to us to show your children his way. Ain't a whole lot of pressure, is it? God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has provision for it. He, he, he gives us the children and he, and it's up to us to realize every parent to show the children God's way and whenever we realize that then then that's what our our prime our prime purpose is for everything that we do um in a second service we were doing a a child dedication service and that's that's literally what it's it's about it's a it's a it, it is it is a service but but as I'll tell these these young parents when they get up here that if you think just everything's going to change because you're on this stage today, then you're wrong. You got to be committed to what it is that you're that you're standing up here to do. Everything about parenting is a, is a commitment. Um, the Bible's full of it. We 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 know that you know Hannah, um, you know, brought Samuel back to God in, in First Samuel, and she she gave him back to God because she prayed um, for 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 a man child, and God God gave it to her, and she so she turned around and understood this is God's God's child. He has given it to us, and so I give it back to Him. Even Jesus was given um, back to God whenever he was born. And so Mary and Joseph brought Jesus there. Uh, but the one I'm going to look at today and pull some from a little bit is, is Abraham. Abraham uh, was the one that, that really shows to us, I believe, what it means about giving your children to the Lord. And so I'm going to go to Genesis 22, Genesis 22, verse 1. And it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And said to him, Abraham, and he says, here I, am I. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there a burnt offering on one of the mountains in which I tell you. And so Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took his two young men with him and Isaac, his son, and split the wood for the burnt offering and, and arose and went to the place where God had told him. Now, I was going to stop here. I could read it all the way down. But I want us to understand that, that Abraham here is literally and totally giving Isaac back to God. Because God told him, I want you to take your son, your only son, the one whom you love. And I want you to take him and I want you to give him to me. Matter of fact, I want you to, I want you to take your son. I want you to, sac- I want you to sacrifice him to me. And so Abraham took him up to the mountain, Mount Moriah, took him up there. And we, we know the story. He took him up there and he, he, he took the wood in which they, which they brought and he, he built an altar. 
And he built the altar and he laid, literally laid Isaac upon that altar. Everything he's doing, he's obeying God. That was, that was his way. That was God's way of saying, I gave you this son, your only son. Understand Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah, his wife, was 90 when they had him. So the chances he's having to know one is probably going to be slim and numb. But, but he's, he's obeying God. How many knows? I, 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 want you, I want you to understand that delayed obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. Whenever we're dealing with giving our children back to God or giving our children to God, partial obedience is not obedience. Even though we're halfway doing it, we're halfway, you know, living this thing right, we're halfway, you know, being honorable to what God has given to us, it's still disobedience. You can't halfway do it. You can't later on do it. Obedience is doing it right here and right now. So that's why I read that verse. As soon as God told Abraham what to do, he did it. So he woke up that morning and he did it. He took Abraham, took his son Isaac, laid him upon the altar. And we know the story that God stopped him. But here's what God saw. God saw everything that Abraham was going to do. And what Abraham was willing to do, he was willing to put a knife in his son's chest and cut his throat. And then he was willing to take fire and lay it upon the altar and consume his son. And then he was going to sit by and watch the sacrifice, watch his son burn, smell the burning until he come down to a complete ash heap. That's what he was willing to do. That's obedience. And so this is what, thank God God doesn't ask us to do that. And thank God that he stopped Abraham. But the whole, whole point is, is simply this. What are you willing to do to make sure your children are given to God? We, have, we, we struggle to get them in church. We struggle to make sure that they know who God is. But here's Abraham. Here's Abraham who, who wanted to make sure that, that, that he knew, that God knew that he was giving his child back to God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 19 literally says that, that Abraham by faith believed that even if he'd have done everything that I just said, that God was still able to raise him back up. We're afraid, we're, we're afraid to punish our children for something they've done because we're afraid that the consequences won't might happen to them because the world says, no, you got to just leave them alone. Here's Abraham who was willing to put a knife through the dude's chest, slit his throat, catch him on fire, burn down to ashes. And the Bible says, not me, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 19 that Abraham literally believed if he did every one of those things that God would have still raised him up. Don't be afraid to be obedient and do what God is asking you to do as a parent or a Christian parent. No, they ain't doing that. Ain't no one else is doing that. That's extreme. Honey, no, it's extreme to the world, but to us, it's obedience. And God honors obedience. Here's the whole thing. Isaac was spared because of what Abraham was willing to do. And because of that, Isaac became a wealthy man. Because of that, Isaac became a forefather of Jesus Christ. He is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Isaac's life still has an impact today because one of his descendants is the Messiah, is the Savior of the entire world. But here's the whole thing. What if Abraham would not have obeyed? then nobody would have had a clue who Isaac was. 
What if you don't obey and train your children up in the way they should go in the way that God says, not the way the social media says, not the way your neighbor says, not the way the world says, not the way the liberal says, not the way other people say, because whenever you disobey God, you're obeying the world and the plans and provision that God has for your children will not be seen. And if Abraham would not have been obedient, then he would have had no clue who Isaac was. But because his daddy was obedient, we can stand here and say, we know who Isaac is. Amen. Want to know why? Because God had a plan for him, had a purpose for him, had a provision for him. I'm here to tell you that God has a plan for your children. God has a purpose for your children. He had them before they were even born. David said, before they, he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me. What does that mean? I've got a plan for them. And our, our purpose, our provision is to make sure we give them to God. The Bible actually says that. Actually, actually the Bible actually uh, it tells us that, that children are inheritors of the Lord. And I'll look at it here in, in, a, in a second. But, but the whole thing about children being inheritors of the Lord means they're being lent to us. A heritage is to, is to, is to receive something. A, a heritage is, to, um, is, 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 is like you, you inherit it. It didn't belong to you. It, it, it belonged to God, and he lent it to you. It's, it's up to us to do everything that we're supposed to do because they, believe they belong to God. It's your, your children are God's possession. Now, I know it's not, it's not honored like it was when I was a child uh, or, or even when my, my, my children was a children. But, but we always want to make sure that we honor God's possessions. If it was the church house, we want to make sure we honor the church house. If it was the church property, we'll make sure we honor the church property. If they were men or women of God, we want to make sure that we honored the, the things. If it was a Bible, we might not read it, but we want to make sure we knew where it was and at least dust it off every once in a while. It looked like we read it. Because it was God's stuff. I want you here to understand that your children are God's property. Amen. Wasn't that, who was it? Was it MC Hammer? Who was it that, that had an album at God's property? Kurt. Kurt Franklin. What was it, like a song or something? Yeah, God's property. <laughs> you just hit me. I know just enough to have a thought. That's about as far as I go most of the time. God's property. Your children are God's property. <clears throat> and whenever God gives you his property, we want to make sure we look after his property. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church, but that's okay. Y'all need to listen this morning. Y'all need to listen. So how do you give your child, children back to God? You ready? I'm going to give you a couple. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you. I'm going to teach you some things this morning. Number one, give your child to God is an affirmation of your love for God. When these kids get up here this morning and they're giving their children to God and, and they're doing it in a way that not just is just a ceremony, but this is a commitment, then what they're saying, number one, is that we are affirming that we love God. The fact that you're in church this morning and your children in church this morning, regardless where they are, how old they are, they're somewhere in this building, you are affirming that you love God. Everything we do here this morning, number one, is based on the fact that we love God. The first thing we're saying when we give that child to the Lord is we love God even more than we love the child. Oh, here we go. Hit the ground running. No, you love, you love God more than you love your children. 
It's God family church. God family church. This is, this is from, a, from a pastor. Oh, you, you mean it's God first, then my family, then come to church. Yeah, because if you put God first, then you will take your family to church. But God has to be first. Amen. And everything you do is based out of your love of God. You raise your children based out of your love for God. Your child is the most prized possession, but don't allow them to take the place of God. And the reason why I had to put it in this order is because if we, if we don't love God first, then we'll allow what our children want to take the place over what God wants. I'm preaching good now. Well, you listen to me. So the first and foremost, we got to establish the fact that I love you, God. I love God. Amen. And that's how we raise our children based on the fact that we love God. You, your child is, 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 is a most prized possession. And you say, I love your child so much that I want the very best for you, even if it means giving you to God. So we give them to God. We give them to God. It means, if it means disciplining them. I actually put spanking them on my notes because that's how I relate. <laughs> Spare the rod, spoil the child. Proverbs says you can even beat the hell out of them. It's in Proverbs. I can go get the scripture. I didn't bring it today. Come on, Generational X. How many has had the hell beat out of them? Millenniums? Eh. Gen Z's like, what's he talking about? Fly swatters, switches that you had to go get yourself. Some of you had those crazy mamas. They didn't use anything. Hands, feet, shoes, pull hair, paint, bite. Didn't matter. My mom's 80 years old. We come to church sometimes here. She lives around town. Oh, you see your little mama. Man, you already saw that woman when I was 12. Oh, come on, man. I'm okay. I'm not damaged too bad. I'm just okay. It means giving your children to God, disciplining them, giving them limitations. Boy, if there's ever been a generation that needed limitations, it's the generation which we're living in right now. Limitations. Not just giving them limitations and holding the line when you give the limitation. Oh, yeah, you're, you, you'll get mad about, no, no, I can see you ain't hanging out with them, but then hand them a phone and they've got, and they're hanging out with them on social media. You got to give them limitations. Why? Because you love God. And now it's not what they're watching, it's what they're doing. I mean, used to, just a couple of years ago, it was just based on, on what, what the children were watching on there. But now, you're going to sit back and watch your kids do a, do a highlight. What's it called? No, real. Do reels. Thousands of followers per 
perverts, pedophiles, people who don't love God. Come on, church. You don't care because you have no limits on them. Why don't you have limits on them? Because you love your children more than you love God and you put their knees ahead of God's knees and because of that, you're not giving them to God. And the world is saying, thank you very much. I got this one in my pocket and she's eight. What's going to get better? Giving them. I'm going to give you limitations. Why? Why are you being that way? Why won't you let me be like them? Why won't you let me be like her? Won't you be like that family? Let me help you, parents. Hear what you tell them. Because I love God. That's why I love God. I just love God. I believe he's the best. I believe he's the one that gave me to give to me, to you. And I love God. How many has ever told your children that you love God? love him I love him too much to allow you to have some earbuds in your ears don't have a clue what it is that's going in your brain and affecting your body and affecting your soul and affecting your spirit I love God too much I love God enough to make sure that I'm going to put limitations on where you can go what you can see and how long you can stay there and then not only just give the limitation see with delegation comes accountability and my staff don't know anything else. They know about delegation. If I delegate something for them to do, they can believe there's a date and time I'm coming back to check up on them. Don't ever delegate anything that you don't hold them accountable for. Delegation. You remember? See, when I was coming up and I went over to my friend's house to stay, so happy he's just going out and by the time you hit the door mama say act the way you were raised that's what I say what does that mean you represent us you represent this house you represent how what we believe in this house you represent the fact that we love God act like it Hmm? that's just when I went over to one family's house maybe have a, 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 a dinner with them stay the night and get up the next morning and I'm gone now you got your kids representing your house all over social media I need a phone just give me a phone I need, that's in your phone for whatever reason just so I can hold it social media <laughs> make sure y'all understand what I'm talking about this is a representation of your family. They're TikTok and, and Instagram, Facebook. I understand that's more of an older generation now, but they, they moved over to, to other things, trying to hide stuff. Snapchat, that's still a thing. Snapchat, don't even sound right. Snapchat. How many, when's the last time you checked the Snapchat? The Instagram, what I'm missing? TikTok. To make sure 
They were acting the way they're raised. Making sure they're acting the way they're representing your family on there. Are they dressed like it? Are they listening to music like it? Let me go ahead and be plain. Are your children dressed the way, especially if you got females, are they dressed on TikTok? It shows the world that their mom and daddy loves God. Are they having background music that shows the world that their mom and daddy loves God? Are they saying things on it that shows the world that their mom and daddy loves God? I can't believe you're saying that, preacher. It's 2022. Well, I'm sorry, but I love God more than I even love you. Come on, church. You're going to let a bunch of crazy liberals trying to tell you it's okay? Well, no, you're becoming a clothesline preacher. Let me tell you about holiness because I'm not a legalist. Legalism says do this, that, and the other. But let me tell you one thing about holiness. Holiness, what you wear and what you're doing is an outgrowth of what's on the inside of you. And if it's not on the inside of you, hey, Well, that's not, what you wear isn't being holy. No, it's not. It's the outgrowth. Hmm? What comes out of you cannot come out of you if it's not in you. And you just simply tell them, I love God. I'm enough to give you limitations and hold the line. If you're not doing it, Let me help you. That's why we're here this morning. Let them know I'm changing my life for your benefit. Someone need to go home today and sit them down. Say, bring me all your stuff. I'm here to tell you, I'm changing my life for your benefit. Because if I don't change my life for your benefit, then just like Abraham, if Abraham didn't change his life, then Isaac wouldn't beget Jacob, and Jacob wouldn't beget the 12 tribes, and the 12 tribes wouldn't have beget Judah, and Judah wouldn't have beget Jesus, and Jesus wouldn't have been the son of the living God. Because Abraham left Ur and quit worshiping the moon and obeyed God. And because somebody needs to start changing their life because their kids can be and do and have everything that God has for them. And let me tell you something. What God has for them is a heck of a lot better than what the world has for them. Do you believe it? you got to believe it. Changing my life because I love God. Huh? Tell them we're not listening to that. We're not watching that. We're not hanging out with them. We're just not going to do it. Well, no, but we've been doing it. Yeah, but I'm changing my life. Why are you doing this to me? Because I love you. I'm willing to quit doing crack. I'm ready to quit smoking whatever I'm smoking. I'm ready to quit drinking whatever I'm drinking. I'm ready to quit talking however I'm talking and doing however I'm doing so that you can have the best that God has for you. Well, it's getting, I'll give myself a hand clap now. It's exactly what Abraham proved. His willingness to offer Isaac was demonstrating his love and fear of God was supreme in his life above everything else. Honey, you start, that's what Abraham did. He showed the whole, he showed God. He says, my love and my obedience for you is even above what Isaac, because regardless of what you tell me to do for him, I know it's going to be for his benefit. 
right? Giving your children is an affirmation of your love for God. Abraham loved God above the most prized treasure of his life, his son Isaac. Matthew 10, verse 37 and 38. Anyone, y'all ready? Anyone who loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or his daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Hmm? I just don't know. This is hard stuff. Loving my, loving their more than Jesus. Yeah. When you love Jesus more than your son and daughter, that means taking up your cross. And regardless of what you got to sacrifice and what you got to do, I'm going to do it. God's life is about choices. Got to make a decision to do it, right? Number two, giving your children to God is a declaration of ownership. When you give your child back to God, you're openly caring that this child is a gift from God. This child does not really belong to you. This child belongs to God. You have the privilege to love and train this child, but this child is not yours. This child is God's. That's what you're saying. Thank you, God, for allowing me to have to feed them to this dude and put shoes on him and try to feed him. That he really belongs to you. And that's why I'm giving to you. This had to be on Abraham's mind when he laid Isaac on the altar. He was not saying, Lord, this young man belongs to you, not me. He was saying, you do with him what you please. He's yours. God, just, just do it. They got to go down this way. Man, let me tell you something. You don't ever hurt eating worse than your children hurting. But if God, if this is what they got to go through, to be the man and woman of God that you would have them to be, then God, they belong to you and let them go through it because I know the end result. I want their soul and spirit to be in heaven forever and ever. Amen? <laughs> hey, your little boy and girl does not really belong to you. They belong to God. They are precious as God. They're on loan for you. And that's why what Psalm 123, I told you what, 127 verse 3, Lo, children are heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And that word heritage means a lot of inherited possession. Psalm 127 and 3. Your children is on loan for the Lord. And God, if he gives you something, we want to make sure we're doing the very best we possibly can with it. Amen? That's why we're here this morning. So we better be careful how we treat and care for God's property. God didn't authorize the state to raise your kids. He didn't authorize the schools to raise your kid. He didn't authorize uh, daycare to raise your kids. He authorized mamas and daddies to raise their kids. Huh? Some of you stuck on Hillary back in the 90s. It takes, a, it takes a village to raise your kids. Oh, no, that's what they want you to think. That way they can train them how they want to go. It doesn't take a village. Let me tell you, it takes either a mama or a daddy to raise that kid. God didn't give them to a village. He gave them to you. He didn't give them to the Republicans. He didn't give them to the Democrats. He gave them to a mama, and he gave them to a daddy. And everything you need to raise your kid, no matter how rebellious, no matter how strong-willed they are, you have everything you need on the inside to raise that child. No, this one's about to, the first one was good. The second one's about to kill me. God gave you something for that one too. Huh? Why? Because you love God. Just love God. Love God too much. Just love God too much. 
Love God too much to allow you to act this stupid. I love God too much to allow you to act like that. Just love God too much. And you keep on saying it, it's going to get in. They might not like it, but it's getting in them. Mama loves God now. Daddy loves God now. They changed their life because they love God. Oh, that rebellious spirit's going to pile up and say, I can't believe it's the worst thing ever happened. But deep down, they're going to know they're going to wake up one day and realize, God, I'm so thankful that my mom and daddy loves God. They might be a, they might be a prodigal. That may be a strange to you. That might be in a tough place this morning. I'm here to tell you, as God, Holy Spirit is telling me right now, they wake up in hard, tough places. But deep down, they're saying, I'm so thankful that mama still loves God. They might be on crack. They might be in bed with somebody they shouldn't be. They might be doing something they shouldn't be doing. But deep down, there's a spirit of God inside of them that's telling them and giving them this little dash of hope. And if you have hope as the size of a mustard seed, you still have hope. And their hope might not be nothing else. But they know that mama still loves God. What if they don't know? What if they don't know? And they belong. Damn, number three, giving your children to God is a commitment. So I'm going to hit next service hard with a commitment to raise your children God's way. Amen? It's not just a ceremony. It's a commitment not just bring them to church and drop them off back there at children's church it's a commitment be a godly parent parent dedication requires getting right with god if you're going to be a if you're going to be a godly parent then parents you have to make sure you're right with god teach your child of jesus teach them that they would need to be saved to get to heaven you know i'm gonna preach you know what I'm going to do in October? I might start before then. Anyone tell you? <laughs> I, do I don't know why. Just stop. Keep your child in church. Keep them in church. I said keep them in church. Get them here. Drag them here. Beat them and get here. I don't give a rip. Get them in the house of God. Love your children. Even when it means loving them, means discipling them. Pray for your children. Train your children. Make your home a holy place. Put away worldliness. Live a righteous life. Y'all getting these? Just do them. I think some people see dedication as a magical, just, just, just something that we can just do. It's not. Joshua told the children of Israel as they sell into their new home in their promised land. Joshua 24. Put Joshua 24 up here. Joshua 24. Look what Joshua 24 says. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. That means have respect. Have a knowledge of him. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father serves on the other side of the river and in Egypt. And that's the world. And just serve the Lord. Verse 15. Here we go. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. All right, Christians. I'm your pastor. Everything I've been preaching to you so far in the last 30 minutes. Seems evil to the world. You mean you're telling your girls in that church 
that they can't have abortion? Sure am. It's called abortion is not birth control. They don't do it, they won't get pregnant. So let's teach that. You mean you don't believe in equality? That that five-year-old little boy over there, just because he don't run as fast or as big and not playing with trust everybody else, that he might be a girl and you, you don't think that's okay for that parent to raise that boy like he's a girl? That's exactly what I'm saying. Male and female, God created them and created them both, he did. You love God too much to allow that five-year-old to turn into a girl or that 12-year-old girl to turn into a boy. You just love God too much. Hmm? You mean to tell me you're going to stand up there and, and tell that boy that he can't marry his best friend, his, his, his best buddy? Exactly what I'm saying. You're going to tell my daughter that she, she can't be a lesbian? That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, in the church, we clap. See, that's what we're going to do until he hits home. Because the world's out there, that's what they put in their heads. And what I'm saying is 20 years ago, 10 years ago, oh, that's old Lancaster, he's preaching the Bible. Good for him. Now the world's causing me evil. I'm evil. The world says I'm evil too hard on that I'm being I'm being judgmental I mean they they just throw all kinds of stuff at me right what do you do when your 12 year old 13 year old boy comes home say mom I don't think I love girls you start with this son we love God too much to believe that lie. And hold the line. You what I just said? Hold the line. You can't control every thought the world puts in her head. But you can't put another thought in her head. So wait a minute, that's a lie. And every lie is exposed by the truth. Huh? And we're afraid to tell our children the truth. And the world knows it. Shut me up. Shut highest praise up. Because the way to expose a lie is to speak the truth. Hmm? You hear what I'm saying? And don't think that the world is going to tell them the truth. Because the world is full of the lie. To them, we're evil. And if you think, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, then choose for yourself this day who you're going to serve. Then pick a God. When you're not serving God, you're picking a God. Just pick one. Little, just, just make sure when you put God, put a little G-O-D on it. There's tens of thousands of them. Pick one. The God of equality. The God of socially accepted. The God of being everybody's friend. The God of not making ripples in the sand. The gods are not wanting to take up a stand. The God of not wanting to take up your cross and follow Jesus. Just pick one. It seems evil for you to raise your children up in the way they should go, in the way I'm telling you. Then pick a God. Whether the gods of your father serve 
that were on the other side or the river or the gods of the Amorites or whose land you dwell in. But as for me and my house, see, there it is right there. There it is. <clears throat> Call me a bigot. Call me a heretic. <laughs> Call me whatever. But as for me in this house, we're going to serve God. Amen? Because we love Him. Just love Him. Everything else is based on the fact that we love Him. Amen? And the last one, you stand up. We got to get out of here. Giving your child to God as acknowledgement of God's plan and promises for that child's life. Isaac inherited God's blessing, protection, and promises because his dad, Abraham, gave him back to God. Your child are blessed by your obedience, and God curses you because of disobedience. But as we obey God with our life and give our child back to God, we are positioning our children to receive the very best that God has. Do you believe that this morning? Is it going to be hard? Dude, it was hard when he was eight. And he's 34 now and has an eight-year-old. And it's hard. Unless everything you do comes out of your love for God. Hmm? Why mama? Why mama? Why daddy? Why daddy? Why Because we love God. And I want the best that he has for you. Now I know sitting in this place right now there's, there's, there's families that that has raised your children the way they should go and, and they have departed from it. But I'm here to tell you the words ring in their ears every single day. Hmm? There's somebody who's raising children that's in our, in our children's ministry right now. You can come to our school. You say, well, I'm being tugged all over the place. Do I just told you? You want them to have the best. Yeah, I want it the most popular. I want it. If it costs them their soul, it ain't worth it. Everybody else is in love with the world. But as for me and my house, we're in love with God. Amen? We just are. We just love Him too much to give up now. We're just not going to do it. <laughs> we're just not going to do it. So Abraham... Showing his kid the love and fear of God. Abraham showed Isaac that Isaac really belonged to God. Make sure you tell him. That's what we teach him. You belong to God. Abraham was, was, was making sure that he was committed to being a godly parent. And Abraham was claiming God's plan and promises for his children. Claim God's plan and promises for your children. Be committed to what it is. Make sure you tell your children they belong to God. And make sure they know that your house, we love God too much to mess it up. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray. Father, I just release a blessing over this house. 
God, I release right now, Lord, that, that God above everything that flows out of us, God, we are committed. We're committed, God, not what the world says, but God, we're committed, Lord, to what you say. And God, we're walking, Lord, not what seems right to man, but what seems right to you. So God, I just release a blessing right now, Lord, over these parents, over these grandparents. God, over people who, who children maybe never had kids or they're, they're not even in their life. Regardless, we know children. God, we made a declaration beginning this series that we are committed to this generation. And we're going to show this generation everything we do is, is per, just, just proceeds out of our love for God. And God, I thank you, Lord, for parents that love God because they, and they love each other. And we put God first and then our family, we're going to see a church that can tear down the very gates of hell. And for that, God, I thank you and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpriestchurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.